I'm Dr. Anthony Bolus, and welcome to Healthy Dose. Today we will bring back Dr. Jake Galdo, an assistant professor of pharmacy practice and the community pharmacy residency director at Samford University's McWhorter School of Pharmacy, as he will continue his discussions on pain management and why opioid medications have become a big topic for conversation across the country based on the new research that is now available. Newer data from the CDC has come out that it says it takes no more than five days to become addicted to some of these medications. More to come on today's edition of Healthy Dose. This is Healthy Dose, brought to you by the McWhorter School of Pharmacy at Samford University. McWhorter School of Pharmacy, preparing pharmacists who transform lives. More on the web at samford.edu slash pharmacy. Welcome back to Healthy Dose. I'm Dr. Anthony Bolus. Last week, we discussed many aspects of pain and why it is important to manage it, along with a few techniques that could be used to manage pain without the need for medication, or making sure to discuss your pain to your local pharmacist to determine what over-the-counter therapy may be right for you. If you missed last week's episode, be sure to log on to HealthyDose.org where you can find all of our past episodes. And new this year, you can find our episodes on the Healthy Dose podcast on iTunes or Android devices. Simply search for Healthy Dose on your devices or log on to our website where you can click on the link that will take you to the podcast. This week, we bring back Dr. Jake Galdo, an assistant professor of pharmacy practice and the community pharmacy residency director at Samford University's McWhorter School of Pharmacy, to discuss more in depth on pain management, specifically the opioid medications and the new research that has surfaced from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, otherwise known as CDC, that is making big changes to our healthcare system protocols. Dr. Galdo will also discuss what the reality expectations are with these medications based on the pain scale of 1 to 10. First, when pain is much more severe and practices to help manage pain without medication are not effective or even over-the-counter medications are not helping with pain, we are often given prescription opioid medications next to help take care of our pain. As Dr. Galdo briefly talks about the pain scale and how we need to realign our expectations when it comes to pain medication as any pain medication that we have available as over-the-counter or prescription is not necessarily designed to get rid of the pain altogether. I think that's a wonderful question, Anthony, because it really helps us realign expectations with reality. And the expectation is that these pain medications do not remove pain completely. And so the best they're going to do, their maximum efficacy is a 50% reduction in pain. And that's very patient-centered. So if your pain, Anthony, is a 10, the best you can expect is to get on a pain scale of 5. If my pain scale is a six, the best I can expect is a pain reduction to three. And so we're never going to hit zero. We're not going to have a five-point reduction on our pain scale. We're only going to have a 50% reduction of where we're at. And so it really is setting that expectation up front and kind of managing it like that. Dr. Galdo goes on to talk about the classification of control medications that we have that is based on the level of their addictive nature and where opioid medications are classified. So when we think about the addiction potential of medications, our government has actually helped kind of stratify that based on the scientific literature. And so we have different classes of medications. And so we sometimes call them like C4, C3, C2. And so that's saying a controlled substance class two or a controlled substance class three. And so controlled substances class 
class one or C1 medications are illicit drugs that are highly addictive. And so you really can't get those in community pharmacies. You're not going to really see them. C2 medications are that controlled substance class two medication. It's going to be like your opioids. So that's going to be your Percocets, the Oxycons, those types of medications. And so those are going to be the most addictive or have the highest potential for addiction in the retail setting. In talking about their addictive nature, the question was asked, how many days would it take to become addicted to these medications? Dr. Galdo answers this question based on the new research presented by the CDC. Newer data from the CDC has come out that it says it takes, you know, no more than five days to become addicted to some of these medications. And that's really scary because you think about it and I go and have a wisdom teeth surgery and they give me seven days of medication because my pain might last for three days and it might last for seven days. Yet I've been prescribed this amount of medication that could make it addicting. You go to the emergency department and they give you a week or two worth of medications to prevent pain because you just had a stick hit hit your eye. Like that sounds really painful and you're going to want medication for it. Unfortunately, within that five days, we can become addicted. And so it's really important to know that. And what's interesting is once that data came out, there is more education placed within our dental health community, kind of talking about the concerns within this realm, because they didn't know. They thought they were caring for their patients and doing the best of their abilities, and they are, but they didn't realize the ramifications that this happens, because after those couple days, you get addicted. If you are currently taking these medications longer than the day specified, do not stop taking these medications cold turkey. Work with your physician to see about tapering these doses down to a manageable dose that is right for you, as Dr. Galdo illustrates. So I would never, never really get on board with the idea of cold turkeying anything. You know, we don't cold turkey our blood pressure meds. We don't cold turkey our seizure meds. Because if you're prescribed a medication to treat pain, so some of these opioid medications, that means that you have a medical condition that we're concerned about and we're trying to treat. And so that medication is another tool in our toolbox to help us treat it. Um, what I would encourage is really taking a logbook and monitoring what what your pain scale is on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being no pain and 10 being excruciating pain, like how do you feel throughout the day? And let's really get into this this nuance of when does the pain go up, when does it come down, and really personalize the medication to you in a very specific and patient-centered manner. And that kind of helps us kind of wean that medication off. Instead of just like throwing a bunch of meds down so that you feel numb throughout the day or you're attempting to feel numb throughout the day, we're customizing those doses to fit your needs. As we have mentioned, opioid medications can be addictive and we can overdose on them whether we know we are or not. Being prepared for an overdose is important to saving a life as Dr. Galdo talks briefly about the life-saving medication naloxone that can help a loved one who may have accidentally overdosed. I think some of the things that are important in regards to pain management that are coming our way that are you know almost here now is that when we have these types of medications, especially our opioids, they're very easy to overdose on, either intentionally or unintentionally, and then we have all these deaths associated with it. And so I think that if you have chronic pain and you're using medications as one of the tools to treat your pain, go ahead and talk with your physician, talk with your pharmacist, talk to your care providers about getting some of those opioid antidotes like Narcan or naloxone to have with you or to have with loved ones to protect you during this time. We have all heard about CVS Health implementing a new seven-day opioid drug policy that will begin February 1st of 2018, and Dr. Galdo describes that it is not all clear as to whether or not this will only be a store policy or a Caremark insurance policy. However, to his best judgment, this may be something that anybody with Caremark insurance needs to be aware of. 
you know, what CVS Health is trying to do is they're trying to really think about the patient first and foremost and put in some of these safety precautions because anytime we have an insurance issue within our drugs, it's because the insurance company, the pharmacy benefit managers, has put on a safety concern for the most part. It's there to help us ensure that we're doing the right drug for the right patient at the right dose. And so there is a lot of confusion regarding the opioid use within the CVS Health system. And honestly, I've heard conflicting results with it as well. I'm going to kind of err on that it's actually a Caremark issue and not necessarily a CVS retail. And so this is primarily coming from that pharmacy benefits manager, so the Caremark arm of CVS Health. And so it has the potential to impact any patient at any pharmacy if they have Caremark as their pharmacy insurance. And again, the big goal here is to try to prevent overdose, prevent addiction. And so it's just a safety measure. Um, And it is somewhat consistent with some of our other PBMs like Express Scripts. In hearing all of this information, it may be very hard for a patient or even a provider to hear. But Dr. Galdo sums it all up in one word, patience. I think the biggest thing to consider with this is that CVS Health, the PBMs, they're all trying to do this from a positive patient care perspective. And so there are going to be hurdles. We are going to get frustrated. Our pharmacists, our physicians, everyone's going to get confused. And the best thing we can have is patience. And so understanding that, you know, this is for the best interest to try to mitigate any type of errors and overdoses. So we want to be patient as we go through this process. Dr. Galdo gives out instruction as to how pharmacists can help you or a loved one in regards to pain management. I think pharmacists can be really proactive in that sense of setting expectations. When we dispense drugs, ask the patient what their pain scale is and set that expectation for only a 50% reduction. Also help them mitigate, help our patients mitigate a lot of their side effects. I mean, oftentimes they're going to have constipation um, with these medications. And so I've always thought it would be fun that you get a prescription for Percocet and here's your bottle of Colace because you're going to need it. Lastly, Dr. Galado suggests using a care plan with your physician to determine what pain therapy should be used specifically to fit your needs that can be safe and effective. I think the biggest thing is to to talk with your care team. You know, be upfront, be honest, and make a care plan. And a lot of that gets into having your your pain scale journal. Like, write down what works, what write down what doesn't work, so that way you can get on the best therapy for you. Be sure to consult with your pharmacist and or your physician when it comes to your pain management. Understand the expectations when it comes to the medications prescribed for you. And with all the new changes coming from the stores or insurance companies, try to be patient as we all work together to help fight the opioid addiction. For Healthy Dose, I'm Dr. Anthony Bolas. You've been listening to Healthy Dose, brought to you by the McWhorter School of Pharmacy at Samford University. McWhorter School of Pharmacy, preparing pharmacists who transform lives. More on the web at samford.edu slash pharmacy. To learn more about this program or other episodes, go online to healthydose.org. Join us again this time next week for your next Healthy Dose.